Hey yo, Cali Green Monster Show. Hey yo, it's Friday, y'all. Sports. It's Friday. Stuff. It's Friday. Yeah. Let's get an ideas. Welcome into another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, and I'm coming to you here from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is a feel-good Friday, June 4th, 2016. Oh my god. I think we just time-traveled five years. I don't know where I whipped the 2016 out. It is 2021, June 4th. Fourth, so I don't know if that tells you where my head's at. I think I'm ready to start this weekend, everybody. But before we do start this weekend, or you know, before we can even start this weekend, we got to start this Friday. Before we can do any of that, I've got an excellent show lined up for you guys, as always. So you know, a lot of stuff going on in the sports world and world in general. You know, this weekend we've got the big anticipated Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul um, at boxing exhibition. You could call it circus. You know, some people might describe it. So I'm going to talk about that, give you everything you need to know for the fight tomorrow night on Saturday night. Los Angeles Lakers defending NBA champions. They will not really have a chance to defend their championship any longer. They got knocked out last night in game six. So I'm going to talk about the Lakers and how basically their season was doomed the moment they decided to start their season 71 days after the NBA bubble in 2020. You know, we got Mark Shafley yesterday, talked about the show, his big hit. Punishment came down pretty quick, and it was a little bit more severe than I had anticipated. We've got Johnny Manziel accepting money at Texas A&M. He was on Barstool yesterday, so I want to talk a little bit about that. And yeah, you know, let's just get into it. I'm just summarizing the show. Whereas, why don't we just get into the motherfucking show? So, as I mentioned, we got Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul this Saturday. It's going to be 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Expect the main event. Expect these guys to come out around 8.30, 9 o'clock. So, you know, we've got a, you know, a decent undercard, some stuff to kind of keep your interest. I'll talk about those fights in a moment. You know, so it's on Showtime. Pay-per-view is going to cost $49.99 for those of you that actually buy the pay-per-view. Jeff, I know that you're already calling me a stooge right now for putting out the pay-per-view price because you know that, you know, someone, some Russian kid is going to be streaming it. But, you know, let's be real. Time is money for me. And rather than looking for the stream, I'm going to pay that 50 bucks probably. <laughs> so for those you know for those of you not familiar with the matchup, you know Floyd Mayweather is, you know, 50 and 0 all time, you know, considered one of the best boxers of all time. But with that, he is going to be giving up 40 pounds to Logan Paul, 6 inches in height, and there's an 18 year age gap. You know, so you figure, you know, Floyd Mayweather was already a legal adult by the time Logan Paul was born. Logan Paul doesn't really have much boxing experience. He's 0-1 professionally in that one fight was against a YouTuber, KSI, back in November of 2019, which he lost by a split decision. You know, his younger Paul, Jake Paul, is definitely the more accomplished brother, where, you know, actually having wins over Nate Robinson and Ben Askren, and, you know, he's about to fight Tyron Woodley. 
So, you know, for me, I feel like if this pay-per-view goes well, you know, if it gets a lot of buys, it's just setting up Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather at some point. I feel like that's just easy money. You know, Floyd Mayweather, we're not going to see him out there, you know, boxing Manny Pacquiao or anything like that anytime soon. For me personally, I would love to see Floyd Mayweather get in there with Oscar De La Hoya one time. You know, Oscar De La Hoya is out there calling for a fight, calling to fight George St. Pierre and stuff. It's like, hey, do you want to try to get your rematch against Floyd Mayweather? You know, you say you want to fight the best people. And I think Floyd Mayweather is a happy medium. You know, he's not someone who's at the top of his career in his prime and someone that I think can, like, hurt Oscar De La Hoya. But it's still someone that, you know, is undefeated and the best defensive boxer of all time. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what, you know, I don't expect Logan Paul to box again. I expect him to cash this check and just, uh, you know, right off to opening Pokemon cards and doing all the other stuff he makes money doing online. And, you know, kudos to him. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of hating on him and stuff that, you know, how did he get this and stuff? I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, if you can find a way to capitalize on the internet, make some money for yourself, go ahead and do it, man. So, you know, so Logan Paul, I don't expect him to keep fighting, but, you know, Floyd Mayweather, dude, if we can get Jake Paul next or someone like Oscar De La Hoya, that'd be pretty sick. You know, in the undercard, we've got a couple matches that, you know, with people that should keep you interested. You know, the opening bout is going to be Chad Johnson, formerly known as Chad Ochocinco, you know, famous former NFL wide receiver, you know, some of the best route running in the game that I've ever seen. He's going to be fighting bare knuckle fighter Brian Maxwell in a four round exhibition. So this Brian Maxwell, he has he's 0-1 in his boxing career and he's 2-3 and in his MMA. I couldn't find his record for his bare knuckle boxing, but either way, he has a lot more combat experience than Chad Johnson. So even though Chad Johnson said he's been training on and off since high school and he's been in Houston training with the Jermall and Jermel Charlo, the Charlo bros, which are, you know, some of the best young boxers out there, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Chad Johnson fares. You know, last time we saw like an athlete getting in there, it was Nate Robinson against Jake Paul and he just got completely lit up and knocked the fuck out so you know chad johnson even says that his goal for this fight is to just try to survive so we'll see you know it's a four-round match against a legit tough motherfucker so we'll see how that goes and in terms of legit boxing they did try to set up like a, a pretty good match they had jean pascal a wba lightweight title light heavyweight titleist and versus former two-time champ bodu jack so that was the original matchup but pascal passed uh, tested positive for steroids so he's been removed and replaced with 15 and 0 dervin colina i've never heard of dervin colina but he's 15 and 0 so i'm sure he's you know a promising prospect um jack is you know, he's legit. So that should be a good, you know, so they're at least going to be a legit boxing bout on this match, but, or on this pay-per-view card. So at least, you know, if there's anyone here that's a legit boxing fan, there should be something to kind of salivate, you know, your taste buds, you know, your combat sports taste buds. But I think for the rest of us, we're going to be there for the spectacle, especially with the thriller pay-per-view that we saw for the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight and, you know, all the blunt smoking and drinking from the commentators and all the crazy-ass performances and stuff. It'll be interesting to see how this pay-per-view turns out. You know, I mean, it's going to be at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, and Miami's kind of known for being a glitzy and, you know, party atmosphere. So I feel like they're, you know, they're probably going to try to set up you know, a fun atmosphere for this fight. You know, it is an exhibition. And, you know, I think in, in Rocky Four when Apollo Creed fought 
Drago. I think that was a boxing exhibition. There was like music and dancing and hey, if he dies, he dies. And I mean, Apollo Creed died from that, but I mean, at least it was an entertaining show leading up to that. So, you know, I, I'm I'm assuming that they're going to bring a show. Hopefully we're not going to get, you know, a bunch of music performances, though, like an hour and a half. You know, at least maybe just you have one or two to keep us kind of entertained, keep the wives and girlfriends entertained, having to watch boxing on a Saturday night. But please, no hour and a half performances by like Sweetie and all and, and Doja Cat and all these people that we don't care about. But either way, going to pay that 50 bucks to watch the show tomorrow night. And I'll definitely be talking about it on the show next week. Moving over into the world of basketball, don't really want to talk about this because it wasn't a fun experience as a Laker fan, but we've been covering the playoffs, and I feel like I have a responsibility here to do that. So Los Angeles Lakers last night got eliminated after 113-100 to 100 loss to the Phoenix Suns. Got knocked out in six games. My prediction was that the Lakers were going to win in six games, 4-2. But that was also with the caveat of the Lakers staying healthy. And I'd anticipated a healthy Lakers team getting better as the playoffs went along. You know, when the Lakers went up 2-1 in their series, I felt like, okay, they're on their way. But when Anthony Davis got hurt in Game 4, had to miss Game 5, it just seemed like the writing was on the wall. They were so uncompetitive in Game 5. And even though Anthony Davis was playing last night, I felt like, dude, he's, 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 he's compromised. Like, I know he's trying to play because he's trying to prove, you know, Charles Barkley wrong, who's calling him street clothes, Anthony Davis, because Anthony Davis is always hurt, and he's been hurt all season. But, you know, you can't help it if you're hurt. And so I didn't really think Anthony Davis was going to be able to do much, and he really didn't. And, you know, this game was over by halftime. I felt like the Lakers, they were trying to claw back in the game, and there was moments in the third quarter where he thought they were going to come back. But, you know, Devin Booker's performance last night was just too much. 47 points, 8 of 10 from three-point range, 9 of 9 from free throws, add in 11 rebounds, and this was like, this is one of the best performances you'd ever see from a shooting guard. This is like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant-esque, you know, to put away a team like the Lakers on the road and do almost a 50-point performance. Super impressive. You know, LeBron, he's obviously, I feel like, hasn't been the same LeBron ever since the high ankle sprain. He hasn't been as explosive in attacking the net. You know, he had 29 points, but this was on 11 of 26 shooting, 3 of 10 from 3-point. You know, he tossed in the 9 rebounds and 11 assists that he had, but still, that wasn't enough. And, you know, the Lakers, I feel like the writing on the wall, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and I'll reiterate it here, starting the season 71 days from the bubble was an issue for the Lakers. And I think it was just, a, I think, an issue for a lot of the teams that lasted into the bubble. Because if you look at it, three of the final four teams, you know, the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, and the LA Lakers have already been eliminated. The only team that's left over is the Denver Nuggets. And I mean, Jamal Murray tore his ACL. So maybe, you know, I don't know if that's wear and tear from, you know, playing a season so soon after the bubble. But, you know, I feel like, you know, Anthony Davis, he was hurt all season. He was hurt multiple times throughout the season. And then LeBron, when he had his high ankle sprain in March, it was, you know, the Lakers were never that same dominant team. And they were just falling and falling in the standings until they got stuck in the playoff or the play in game. You know, the Lakers were 21 and six before Anthony Davis first ever got hurt. So they definitely were, 
you know, on paper, one of the best teams. And that's why I think a lot of us, you know, myself including, had were still picking the Lakers, like, as the season was going along because there was just this faith that LeBron would figure it out, that Anthony Davis would be healthy, and that the size of the Lakers and just the depth of the Lakers would, you know, help prove successful and be able to, you know, do a repeat. But, you know, the injuries was too much. And, you know, it's the first time since 2010 NBA Finals that there won't be LeBron James or Stephen Curry in it. So, you know, it's pretty, you know, pretty nuts. You know, this summer we got Space Jam 2, so, you know, LeBron James won't be going too far. He'll be on our TV and movie screens pretty soon playing with Bugs Bunny and Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis and stuff like that. You know, speaking of Damian Lillard, his Portland Trail Blazers got knocked out last night by the Denver Nuggets, 126-115. You know, Damian Lillard, seriously one of the best players in the NBA right now. You could argue top five. You know, someone that, you know, would, would any team would be lucky to have Damian Lillard. And I think he's been, you know, was quoted last night saying something about, like, it was like a Nipsey Hussle quote, like, about, like, how long can you keep Karen? And, you know, I think that so it's like the narrative, a lot of people saying, oh, like Damian Lillard is such a loyal guy to the, the Portland Trail Blazers. He's all about having people coming to Portland and play with him rather than him going and joining a super team. But, you know, I think it's, you know, it it's almost too much to ignore at this point that if Damian Lillard wants to have success and success, I mean, in the terms of winning a world championship, it's probably not going to happen in Portland. And I mean, Los Angeles, Dennis Schroeder is going to be a free agent, and I, you know, we need a we need a point guard. But let's be real, we don't have the assets to be able to trade for Damian Lillard. I think he's still got about like four years left on on his contract, you know, his max deal that he signed. So I think it would be it would have to be a team that has tons of draft capital and stuff to be able to do that. You know, one of my buddies was joking around saying maybe the Knicks could bring in Damian Lillard. I don't know if they have the you know, the ability to be able to pull something like that off. But I think it'll be interesting to kind of see what Damian Lillard's like headspace is, how he feels postseason, you know, give him some time after his team's been eliminated to, you know, address the media and what he feels. But I wouldn't be surprised if his patience in Portland starts running out. You know, I want to be able to see Damian Lillard playing in a wet, in a, in a conference final or NBA final. So, and I don't think that's going to happen in Portland. So, switching on over, I want to update the story that I covered yesterday from the NHL. You know, it was Mark Scheifele's hit on Jake Evans that, you know, left Jake Evans in a, heat, in a heap. You know, a lot of people were debating whether it was dirty and unnecessary or if it was just hard-hitting playoff hockey. And what I was telling my co-worker yesterday was like, yes, it probably was unnecessary. You know, you probably could have gone for a poke check. But, you know, let's think, let's be real. It's also kind of unnecessary that there is fist fighting in hockey, but that's just a part of the sport. So I think that, you know, that's why I didn't think that there was going to be that big of a suspension, especially considering that it was the second round of the playoffs. But I was wrong. You know, he got suspended for four games. So Shafley, he's going to be out to at least game six. So, you know, that's kind of a blow for the Jets defense. You know, they're already down 1 0. So they're really going to, you know, it's next man up. And, you know, I, we'll see how the rest of the series goes. I do expect tonight to, it to be a little chippy. I expect possibly a fight, you know, at the puck drop. You know, maybe the suspension, you know, 
fixes that, but I highly doubt that. I still think tensions are going to be high. So, you know, I'll probably be tuning in to at least the beginning of the Jets and Montreal Canadiens tonight. And the last thing I want to talk about is yesterday I saw an interview with Johnny Manziel. He was in an interview with, you know, some of the Barstool Sports guys. I forget what it's like, the Bros podcast or something like that. And he was basically talking about, you know, after he won his Heisman at Texas A&M, I think he won it as a redshirt freshman. And basically said after that, you know, he was a celebrity. You know, I mean, ESPN was covering him all the time. You know, he was, you know, known for... doing his little money sign gesture after he did something dope on the field. And, I mean, he's one of the most exciting college football players I've ever witnessed playing. And But basically in the interview, he was talking about how, you know, he was paid like $10,000 on one occasion to go sign a bunch of memorabilia. And then on another occasion, he was, you know, at the some hotel in Miami, you know, and it was arranged that a bunch of memorabilia was in there for him to sign. So he said he made like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. It, you know, takes at Texas A&M, which, you know, is goes completely against the NCAA. The NCAA has shut down programs for this. You know, USC lost their national title. Reggie Bush lost his Heisman for stuff like this. But, you know, Johnny Manziel was saying that he never accepted money until after he won his Heisman. And he also feels like the statute of limitations is done. So he basically told him to suck his balls. So, you know what? Good for you, Johnny Manziel, because fuck the NCAA. I think they're a bunch of fucking criminals that, you know, a, a player who has to live off a stipend and is making these schools tens of millions of dollars can't make money off of their likeness you know i think times are changing with you know i think there's been some laws passed recently and we might possibly be getting the ncaa football game soon so hopefully you know the NCAA is going to get less and less power over these players, and hopefully these athletes are going to get compensated. It's nice to hear that Johnny Menzel was able to make some bucks off of, you know, him basically dominating college football for a couple of years. You know, I mean, God, for, God, uh, you know, it's like he's had a pretty rough post-college football career, but, you know... He, Honestly, in the interview yesterday, he seemed like he was in good spirits. And, you know, knowing him, I think he comes from a pretty rich family. So I think at the end of the day, Johnny Manziel is going to be fine. And, you know, I think the rest of us, we're all going to be fine. And we're going to be, yeah, hopefully you're in a good mood going into this weekend. You know, tomorrow night, Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, you know, Sunday morning. I didn't mention this. If, you know, as a newly interested F1 fan, F1 will be at Azerbaijan. So, you know, there's F1 race this week. So put that on your calendars as well. I think that's on ESPN at 8, p- 8 a.m. 8 a.m. on Sunday, Eastern Time, 5 Pacific Time in the morning. So, you know, set your DVRs if you want to sleep in on Sunday. But, you know, for this show, that's all I got for you guys. As always, I really appreciate everyone that takes the time to download and listen to this podcast. You guys are the fucking best. You know, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you know, why don't you be a friend, tell a friend. But until next time, I've been your host, Dean Ryan. This has been a Cali Green Monster show coming to you from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Have a great one, guys. Peace.